changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. It's Friend Friday, and today I want to introduce you to Susan Maccarelli, who is like a writer's best friend. Susan, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I know I've talked to you in the past, and I know I've given you material for your blog, and you've interviewed me, and and it's only fair I should interview you now, especially since I keep hearing your name from (laughs) our Chicken Soup for the Soul writers. I think you're in touch with a lot of our writers. You know, I have a a Facebook group where a lot of my readers go, and I'll tell you, there are a lot of new threads started that are, you know, I've, I'm a, you know, made it to the first round or have you heard yet on the pets book or, you know, whatever it might be. And a lady the other day actually posted that her goal for the year was to submit to every call for a chicken soup for the soul book possible this year, you know, that she was actually had a story for. And so she used my group to kind of put a call out to other people that wanted to do the same and to bounce each other's stories off, off each other and that sort of thing. That's great because that really does help when they critique each other's stories because isn't that the hardest? You write something and you think it's so good and then someone reads it and tells you, you have to remove those two paragraphs and you'll say, but I spent four hours writing those two paragraphs and they'll say, yeah, you might love them, but they don't advance the plot at all. They have to be deleted. So it's, it's good to have critics who are also good writers and can give it to you straight. Yeah, I agree. And and I think, you know, when it's somebody else who's got the same goal, like in this case, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul, or maybe it's another publication, um, I think that can help a lot too. So I think you're right. Yeah, I met one of your Facebook friends last month. I was doing a video with the USO for our book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Military Families. And one of the writers who was there being interviewed is Lauren Stevens, who wrote a great story for that book about growing up as a military brat and how they're like dandelions who kind of fly through the air and then set down roots and then blossom and then fly through the air again and set down roots elsewhere. And she told me that she heard about the call out for our military families book from your blog. So thank you very much for introducing Lauren Stevens to us. Yeah, you know, I, that's funny. I met Lauren not too too long ago as well at the uh, ASJA conference in New York, and she uh, she mentioned that to me. And yeah, I try to put out, you know, to announce to the group when there are new calls for any, um, mostly nonfiction, but anthology. And obviously, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul is one of, if not the most popular. When I put one of those out, people are, you know, a buzz. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we found. We found that many of our writers submit to anthologies other than Chicken Soup for the Soul, horrors, right? But they do. But they always prefer to be published by Chicken Soup for the Soul. And they'll, they'll actually contact us and say, hey, I sent you a story and this other outfit wants to publish it, but I don't want to give it to them if you guys are going to want it. And then we'll go and we'll look and we'll say, yeah, actually, we gave it a 10. We just hadn't told you yet, but you're in. And then yeah. they know oh, they know that they should just wait for us because people want their writing to be read. And they know they'll get more exposure being published by Chicken Soup for the Soul than some other smaller publishing house, which maybe doesn't have the reach that we have. Right. And I think also with, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul, 
a lot of my readers started out and maybe some, a lot of them still are as bloggers. And I think that the mentality there, especially if you don't have the MFA or you don't have the, you know, writing professional writing background per se is that, you know, well, chicken soup for the soul. Like I don't think I could ever get published there. And then when I did that interview with you a couple of years ago and you were so encouraging to any kind of writer, you know, Hey, submit your work, let us read it. And, um, you know, I think people are really excited about that because they feel like, um, you know, I don't have to, you know, teach English for 20 years or, or, you know, be, have like 20 books published or anything to at least give it a try and send my story in. So I love that. Oh, we're always looking for new people and new talent and people who have never been published before. And it's interesting that interview that I did with you, I still hear about that all the time. People are still telling me, oh, I referred to that blog that you did with Susan Maccarelli and that gave me all the tips that I needed. And then they got published by us, which is remarkable, really, because we'll get 5,000 submissions for a book and we only have 101 slots. So you're really helping people. So thank you for doing that. And I wanted to ask you, how did you come up with this idea for for Beyond Your Blog, which I think is such a great name? Yeah. Uh, well, I started out just as a I call it maybe a parenting slash humor blogger. Didn't even know what a blog was. And my husband was a big blog reader. Um, not really that kind of blog, but he, he kept saying like, oh, you should start a blog. You should start a blog. And I was like, oh my gosh, quit, quit asking me to do this. And so finally I said, well, I can't write at all. So I'm just going to write something and you'll see, and then you'll stop nagging me. But he liked it. And so I ended up saying, okay, fine. If you set the blog up for me, I'll write on it, you know? And so I did that for a little while, but I realized, okay, this is cool, but I really like when people read what I write. And I, you know, I just have sort of this trickle of readers here. And I realized that by publishing my work other places, I, I was getting more readers, whether they were reading me on another site or whether they were reading something I wrote there and then coming back. And so I started doing that more, but it, I really felt like I was stumbling through it. There was a lot of direction out there for published authors and for journalists and for um, fiction writers, but there wasn't a lot of direction for if you're a blogger and maybe you don't have a whole lot of writing experience, here are some of the places that you might, you know, dip your foot in the water for getting published. And so that's when I said, hey, let me explain to other people how to do this because it was driving me nuts for all these months when I tried to figure it out. So once I felt like, okay, I kind of have a handle on this, like how can I tell other people that were in that position how it works? And so that's when I started interviewing editors um, from sites and publications that accepted, you know, work from all types of writers and adding tips and tricks and doing the Facebook group and all that. Well, that's, that's just so cool. You know, we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor and then we're going to come back and talk about some key advice for writers. Uh, but first, I want to talk about The Great Courses Plus, which I think is very appropriate since we've just been talking about starting something new and stepping outside your comfort zone and learning how to do something new. And that's what I'm finding with The Great Courses Plus. It's a very cool company that has hundreds of courses available online for those of us who like to learn new things or new skills or step outside our comfort zone. They have courses on history and literature and psychology and science and photography and self-improvement and writing and grammar and basically anything you can think of. And all of the courses are taught by university professors and other experts. And it's cool because you can watch as many as you want on any of your devices, and they let you download the courses too. So you can watch them when you're not online or you don't have internet access. 
And my listeners can try The Great Courses Plus free for a whole month by signing up at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash soup. The most recent course I've been watching, which takes me out of my comfort zone, is called Everyday Gourmet, Rediscovering the Lost Art of Cooking, which The Great Courses Plus created in partnership with the Culinary Institute of America. And the chef who teaches this course explains everything really, really clearly. And I've been watching a lecture about spices and herbs and how to use them properly, which is a great way to easily improve your cooking, even if you're just making scrambled eggs. Right now, you can get a free one-month trial to watch Everyday Cooking and any other lecture from The Great Courses Plus when you sign up through my special URL, thegreatcoursesplus.com slash soup. So start your free month today. Sign up at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash soup. And remember to do that slash soup at the end of the website address to get your free month. So Susan, tell me, what is the best advice you give to writers for how to get published and how to find new places to get published? That's a great question. I just did a presentation at the um, ASJA conference in New York called 50 Steps to Make the Leap from Blogger to Paid Freelance Writer. And so I talked about, you know, 50 kind of practical things. I'm very, like, when I consume information, it has to be very practical. Like, I can check it off and, you know, do it. So some of the things I talked about there that were some of my favorites were just um, things like making sure you're part of the right groups. Because I think when you're first starting out sometimes and maybe you're trying to dip your foot into that you know, pool of freelancing or um, just trying to get maybe your first paid writing jobs, that kind of thing. It's hard to know, like, well, where should I be? What groups? And so places like, you know, some of the groups are not huge. There's not 100,000 people in them. But um, one of the ones I like is called Regional Parenting Magazine Writers. That's the name of the Facebook group. And um, the lady who wrote a book called Make Money to Write About Your Kids, Carrie McLaughlin, runs it. And that's for writers who are looking to maybe write in their local regional or or regional publications like, you know, the lifestyle magazine that comes free in the mail to your house or the one you grab when you're going into the grocery store that's free, those kinds of things. um, I said regional parenting magazines, or that's the name of the group, but really those regional magazines that are a great place for – writers to start, especially your own local publications. Um, so that group is great for kind of telling you how to get involved in that, um, including selling your reprints, because the beauty there is that different markets will buy something that's been published 30 times as long as it hasn't been published in their market. So you can um, you know, get involved with selling your reprints and things. So I love that group. Um, but there's great l- groups as well, not only on Facebook, but LinkedIn is a great one. Be sure to check out your groups there for writers. I also love newsletters just for kind of staying alert to either, um, you know, one-off places that you can submit and and get paid, but also recurring um, jobs, you know, writing that you can do over and over for the same publication. Um, Some of the ones I like are Brian Scott's online writing jobs. That's a good daily one with just job alerts paying, you know, and also just paying calls for submissions. There's a great one called Morning Coffee from freelancewriting.com that I like. And they kind of aggregate different jobs from a bunch of places, put them in this newsletter, and um, they also get some exclusive jobs that you won't see anywhere else. So I like that. 
And another thing I like is Twitter, which I didn't have a good relationship with Twitter at first because it, I just didn't get it. And I, I'm, we're still not super close, but we're on speaking terms. So Twitter and I um, get along pretty well. And I really like them for finding writing jobs, just searching hashtags like writing jobs or writer needed or writers needed. You always have the plural as well, or writer wanted, those kinds of things, freelance writing jobs, all those hashtags. Um, you know, if you're looking at those daily and looking at your latest tweets, you can find uh, some goldmine things in there. So I love that too for writers who might be looking for their first, um, or not even first paying positions, but looking for paid writing opportunities. Yeah, I should actually be using some of those hashtags to get more people to know about our call-outs. When we do our call-outs, we email them out to the people we've already published in the past. But then for new yeah. people... They need to go to our website, chickensoup.com, and then click on Submit Your Story down at the bottom of the homepage, and then they are told everything that we're working on. And I know you publicize all of our call-outs, which we really appreciate. So, Susan, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and for being part of this community that brings us new, talented writers all the time. We really appreciate it. Tell everybody how they can reach you and your website. Yeah, um, you can go to beyondyourblog.com. Uh, the Facebook group is called Beyond Your Bloggers. And I am always, you know, I, I make my email very pu public. So feel free to email me with questions. It's susan at beyondyourblog.com. Thanks, Amy. Oh, well, perfect. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. I'm Amy Newmark. I hope you have a great summer weekend and you come back Monday. On Monday, we're going to find out how one woman got in shape by letting her neighbor's dog be her personal trainer. <laughs>